everyone, and welcome to the brand new podcast, Bring It On Down. Inspired by the Oasis tune, this is where we'll be chatting and debating about all things music. We are joined today by Connor, Josh and Emily, who will be regulars on here to share their opinions. They may be wrong, they may be right, but what we can all agree on is our hatred for Carlsbergs being served at gigs and festivals. We don't have the greatest music knowledge, except for Emily. She does have a music degree, but don't let that fool you on her music opinions. However, as for the rest of us, we do often have certain clashes, particularly Josh favouring Blur over Oasis. So we thought the best idea would be to argue down the mic and share this throughout the great world of podcasting. My name is Lewis and I'll be your host throughout the Bring It On Down podcast. But before we get started, let's hear from the guests themselves. How are we all doing? Yeah, good. Good, thanks. Yeah, all good. All good in the hood. Yeah, decent. Decent. Decent, decent. So, uh, yeah, so after a two-month delay... Uh, Aussie group DMAs released their new album, The Glow, almost nine months since its first single, Silver. We've had a few days now to form a proper opinion of the album. So what do we think of it and where do we rank it between our others? Oh, I think it's really good, man. I really like it. There's so many good tunes on there. I, th- I think it's their, their best one. Yeah, I think it's better than their previous one. Uh, it's close to Hill's End. It might be a bit better than Hill's End, I think. Hill's End was a personal favourite of mine. But this one is, uh, yeah, it's good. It's pushing it out there. It's competing with that one. So many bangers. Strangers is a personal favourite of mine. Yeah, so I think Connor's got the same kind of opinion as you, Josh. So what what you got to say? Yeah, I do. I think it's a great album. I actually listened to it on the drive over to Grinny Studios. Um, I think it's just a band that are reaching a creative peak, exploring new sounds, not afraid to release different music to what they've previously done yeah i agree i agree especially with um criminals as well that is very different yes i think it's very pop or like way more pop than the rest of the album um do you reckon that's kind of way to grow their audience potentially yeah potentially yeah um i think in just terms of like rhythmically for criminals as well like it kind of like starts and stops as well like dma's their sound normally like the riffs carry through throughout the songs and it flows nice and then like criminals is like really different i think it sounds like uh it sounds kind of like a justin bieber track i think (laughs) i wouldn't go that far i don't know agree with that i don't know if you if you're talking let me love you in cold water kind of vibe i'd i'd, I'd go down that route oh actually yeah, i suppose so i feel i feel like criminals was actually my favorite one on the album but i think it's because it was more nostalgic like it had a more of a nostalgic feel for me i think yeah um than the other tunes but the whole thing was kind of like i don't know i feel like the whole album played around with lots of different styles which was quite cool yeah I think Cobra Kane's probably my favourite one, Mm. personally. That's a really good one. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's it's an absolute banger. Uh, And and Silver. Silver is just always going to be up there with one of their best, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Life is a Game of Changing, that is like a proper summer song. That is the, for me, like the summer song. If you're going travelling out in a car, that is the song. (laughs) The one you've got to bop to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, as well. I mean, obviously, uh, Josh and Emily. I don't know how fond you are of Oasis, but um, never before <laughs> sounds like uh, sounds like it should be on the stand on the shoulder of Giants album. Um, I think it's got that vibe that they've got to it, oh, and yeah. they 
they're kind of like still going down that like having that oasis feel if you like um i think that's kind of the only one on there maybe strangers or um hello girlfriend um oh. i think i think hello girlfriend's more proper dmas um there was when i was listening to it the other day uh what's the opening track called never before yeah yeah uh, when i heard that i thought that was very oasis heavy influenced i thought that sounded really yeah, oasis. um i was going to mention uh the uh criminals sounded more pop and like trying to get a bigger audience they've also kept the dma's like band name on the front cover um i don't know if that's like also a way of trying to market their the band to try and go out a bit more Mm, a lot of artists do that nowadays to like um to basically build their fan base so obviously they get more stuff from live shows and stuff like that so that would make a lot of sense yeah i can't like their first um because their first two albums had like them on the front and their ep had the uh australian bird thing i don't know what it's called anyone that knows let us know um <laughs> yeah and now they've like gone on and put that on the glow as well so they came to like their core, um, but I, I don't know. I think I would like to different album cover personally. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, what what are your favourite tracks? I think "Strangers" is really good. Str- "Strangers" is my favourite out of the lot. I think I really like "Strangers." Yeah, I agree with that as well. I really like "Strangers." I think it probably should have been a single. Yeah, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I think maybe it should have replaced the single Criminals, personally. But, like, I feel like Criminals stands out to me as, like, being its own song, which is why I can see why it's a single. I don't know. I think, for me, Hello, Girlfriend and Copacane are the, the two best ones. And Silver. But that, from ones we haven't heard, I'd, I'd pick Copacane and Hello, Girlfriend. I like The Glow. The Glow's good as well, I think. The glow sounds like it should, it should belong on like a sitcom's opening track. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. It just really sounds like it. Yeah, it does. You can imagine that opening like Friends or something. It does sound really playful, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I think <laughs> uh, Learning Alive, which hasn't got a mention yet, is probably... Even though, like, I didn't oh. mention it earlier, I think it's probably one of the best songs they've ever made. Yeah, yeah, that's another great one. That definitely competes with Delete, I think. I mean, Delete will forever forever be the, the DMA song. No, I just, I just think there's a lot of songs, both their albums, different styles that makes them what they are, really. I don't know. I think Learning Alive is the new step up the morphine for me. Um and the band said it last night, I think. Um, they were saying that maybe it could be, yeah, on that level. It's a big statement. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say stuff uh, like But I think I agree. Banging. I think it is one of the best songs they've ever made. Every time a new song uh, gets mentioned, I think, oh, yeah, damn, that's actually a really good tune. <laughs> and I start questioning which one is my actual favourite. Yeah, I don't think they've ever released a bad song. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. Either. I actually don't think they have either. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the the more I've been listening to the album, I didn't mind Criminals at first, and then I thought it was like, oh, I could, I, I can get used to it, and I reckon I'll end up liking it. And the more I listen to it now, I I just really don't like that song now. 
just my own personal <laughs> preference. <laughs> That's fair enough. It, it might, yeah. it could be wrong, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't listened to the album enough for me to like hate or love a song yet. I think because I've just been busy doing other things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, standard, standard. Anyway, so we'll move on uh, to the next next topic. Uh, last week, Sabian frontman Tom Egan is now no longer part of the band because um, of assault and all that. We're not going to go down right into it. Uh, but pretty much the way cause Sabian worded it on their Twitter, their statement, um, made it sound like they could carry on without him. Um, should they carry on or should they get a new frontman? Or should Serge, the guitarist, take centre stage? Uh, I'm just quite interested to see what they do, to be honest. Sit back and see what happens. I think it's definitely going to be different times for Kasabian fans. I don't think they could replace the singer. I think if they're going to carry on under the Kasabian name, it's got to be Serge to drive the band forward. Yeah, I think I agree. I don't think... I think Tom Megan is like the face of the band as well as Serge. Um, I think it's kind of like taking Liam Gallagher out of Oasis. For me, there's no... There's no band without him. Didn't Kasabian do a song? Oh, what was their album? A few albums back. It was the bright pink cover. I can't remember what the album was Yeah, called. yeah, yeah. Uh, 4813. Yeah, there was a song in there called Glass, and that didn't have a... The, it didn't have the lead singer on it. It had, like, a spoken word, and it was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple, because there's happiness as well. So there is a couple where um, it hasn't got the lead singer on. But then, like eighty percent of it is is the lead singer. I can't imagine Serge coming on stage and singing Clubfoot or Underdog. Um, and I don't yeah. think. Well, they were saying as well. I saw the other day that Miles Kane could take the centre stage. I don't know. The thing is, if someone's going to replace him, they can't pretend to be him. It's kind of like Adam Lambert going to Queen. I think you got to try and not reenact being Freddie Mercury. You have got to try and be someone else. I agree. I think if you're going in expecting the exact same thing, you're going to be disappointed. You've kind of set yourself up for disappointment if you're expecting it to be exactly the same. But I think with Kasabian, if they're going to go forward, they if they're going to replace, I don't think they should replace him to be honest, because he is, as you said, like the face, the face of Kasabian. So if they do, it'd have to be like another band member, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, they've kind of they could put it under the sand and kind of move on um but but also serge has got his own band name called slp as well so he could just do that and kind of do what liam and noel gallagher do and just play like kasabian tracks at their own like his own gig and go from there but in terms of kasabian keep like going forward i just don't think it should or i don't think it will happen to be honest unless tom sorts his shit out but you know the only thing that occurred to me was usually when when artists or bands are in like record deals and stuff so a lot of them have like album cycles so you're contracted to like you have to make a certain amount of music so then i thought does this mean they have to carry on making music or does this like make them exempt from that kind of contract but i don't know i actually don't know the ins and outs of it to be honest maybe that's why they did word it as if they were gonna carry on because maybe they have got that contract where they've they have got to carry on. Yeah, it's quite possible. But, but yeah, maybe that is it. But 
So the big discussion of our first episode is one that has been swirling around social media music groups and one that I think is a good discussion to kick off the first ep- episode to get to know our musical tastes and preferences. We'll be debating who the best artist was for each decade since the 60s as well as their best album within that 10-year period. The way we're going to do this is by going through each decade between the four of us. So let's kick things off with Connor. Well, yeah, I think you want to hear my music taste. It will be pretty easy to tell within a few decades. I probably don't need to get to the end, to be honest. Uh, for me, I've gone for iconic names that have achieved success and gone on to have a big influence in the music industry. So starting with the 60s, uh, going with the Beatles. What album are you going for? Uh, album for me would be their seventh album, Revolver. Um, I think they explored what they began to do on their sixth album, Rubber Soul, and began to develop their musical style. It's a lot different. If you put on Revolver, as opposed to Please Please Me, their first album, it's a very different album, a very more enhanced sound. Uh, just for me, it's a brilliant album. I don't see any skippable tracks on the album. And I think it's just because of that, it's just got a brilliant structure that works. That's a good choice. Emily, what are you saying? Um, I literally would have said the exact same thing, basically. I literally <laughs> agree with everything. Um, Beatles, definitely. The 60s. Um, I was really torn to begin with because there are so many good songs. But yeah, I definitely say um, they, Revolver is one of my, my favourites. Um, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Comes Bands. They've got so many good ones on there, but there are also so many that I hate. So yeah, probably would have to go with Revolver with that one. Oh, dear. Um, See, my 60s album was Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 60s is going to be one massive landslide for the Beatles. Um, funnily enough, I've gone for Abbey Road for the Beatles. Uh, I think it's a bag of an album. And uh, Frank Snarcher also said that uh, it features the greatest love song ever written, which is something. Um, I'd personally go for Abbey Road being the best of that decade but didn't he call that the best Lennon McCartney track even though George Harrison wrote it I don't know actually <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I'd say I think Beatles has obviously got the landslide but are we, what, what album are we going for though I mean I was torn between Sergeant Pepper and Abbey Road and I went ended up going with Sergeant Pepper I think Sergeant Pepper is way more iconic but I don't I don't know if that's their best one, personally. Abbey Road does have some really, really good tunes on it. Yeah, well, and it's got so one of like... the best, like, bloody outros going. Yeah, it does. That is very true. Oh, I don't know. I feel very torn. What are you saying, Connor? Yeah, I think I, I'd definitely prefer Abbey Road to a Sergeant Peppers, to be honest. Mm. I think Sergeant Peppers is obviously a much more experimental album, probably greatest sales worldwide but like we're saying the medley on Abbey Road that second half of the album absolutely brilliant I reckon uh, it look, I reckon it looks like Abbey Road will take take the 60s for that one yeah yeah, yeah I would I'd go with that yeah, yeah I don't mind okay that. so if we, if we go for the 70s we'll go we'll start with Josh on this one so I picked A Night of the Opera by Queen so I think that is the most like iconic and experimental album of like the 70s and obviously the massive hit the massive hit with bohemian rhapsody which is just an absolute 
a banger of a song. And you wouldn't have thought of making a song that's like, what was it, like six, seven minutes? And they, they pulled it off somehow. Yeah, they pulled it off. And I mean, the fact that it was like hated, like that album to begin with as well. And now it's like regarded as like one of the best albums. Like, yeah, I just think it's really good. Emily? I, oddly enough, picked the same one. Um, I studied this, uh, so A Night at the Opera by Queen. I studied that one for A-Level and it was where I discovered my all-time favourite song, um, Love of My Life. And I would, it's, I mean, it's the album that literally saved their career. So I think in terms of for Queen, I'd definitely say it's their best album. Um, but I was really torn between choosing Queen and um, Fleetwood Mac, but Queen wins because they are really just iconic. That's pretty good argument, that. you got to leave that one up, Connor. Yeah, have to try <laughs> Um, I very nearly went for the same album to be honest but luckily I didn't otherwise this would have been over pretty quickly um, <laughs> for me uh, I've gone for David Bowie uh, Rise and Fall to Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars just I think it's his defining album it's a persona that he used for years and it's just a really good concept it's very different that's fair that's fair uh, I've gone for uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall personally um, there is Dark Side of the Moon, but uh, I much prefer The Wall, and it came with a film too, so I can't, can't argue with that. And it got an 8.1 on IMDb, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to go, I've gone for Pink Floyd's uh, The Wall, but it's kind of looking like Queen's going to take this one because Connor was going to choose it, and the other two have mugged me off a little bit. So Queen's A Night of the Opera will take the 70s, Queen. Uh, so we'll move on to the 80s. Um, I think I'll start this off. Uh, I've gone for a band that only came, well, only released their debut album in 1989. So this is a bit of a, <laughs> this a, bit of a stretch. Right. Uh, but but, but <laughs> I've gone for the Stone Roses uh, just by the sheer fact of their influence on the later bands and like, the later music. Uh, like, look, I think they kind of introduced Britpop in the 90s. Uh, obviously, they were um, the ones that kind of inspired Oasis as well. Um, so, I, I've, I've personally, I've gone for Stone Roses in the 80s. Uh, 80s, I've gone for The Smiths, The Queen Is Dead, their third album. Uh, I just think Morrissey and Marr complement each other really well on the album. I think it's quite insane to think that Johnny Marr was only 22 years old when this album came out. Um, and there's some great humour in the lyrics, good catchy songs. I think it stands the test of time. I cannot argue with pre- that. Pretty good. Yeah, pre- pretty good pick. Josh, what are you saying? Oh, see, I have three albums and I couldn't pick. <laughs> and I still can't pick. But the three albums, so obviously me, background, metalhead. <laughs> so it was Metallica, Master of Puppets. Guns of Roses, Appetite for Destruction. And the third one, which isn't metal, is Thriller by Michael Jackson. <laughs> changing, changing up the genre. Changing up the genre. Wowzers. The only reason why I picked Thriller by Michael Jackson is because I think it's such an elaborate album. I think it's so good. I think it's absolutely amazing. Like, there's so many good songs on there. And with the rise of like more heavier riffs and stuff in the 80s, like... 
they brought that to the songs like Beat It and stuff like that, and he still made it catchy and poppy, and that, that's why I think that that album is amazing. It sounds like you're picking Thriller. I think I've got to pick Thriller, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you want some Billy? You want some Billy Jean? Billy Jean for the <laughs> iconic, iconic tracks. What are you saying, Emily? So I have picked the Cure, the eighties band, um, but I couldn't decide which album I liked the most. I think I'm going to have to go with the Head on the Door. Um, I can't even remember when it was released, but it's got some pretty good tunes. Um, Order? No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the head on the door uh, by the Cure. They've just got so many good like underrated tracks, I think, on that album. So, but then that's just my yeah. pure opinion. I don't think it's actually. Don't think anyone else agrees with me. <laughs> I feel like Josh has put up, Josh and Connor are the ones that put up like most of the like the big the big argument <laughs> for this one. I think Josh is a uh, jo- Josh just wants a bit of. Billy Jade on there. Very passionate about it, isn't he? <laughs> How can you not be? So good. <laughs> I don't, the thing is, I, don't, I just don't want to pick it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh, mate, it's just a convicted nonce, and then you get like. <laughs> <laughs> then you got some stone roses. <laughs> I think if I had to pick any any of them that's been said, I would have to pick the Smiths. There wasn't mine. I would agree. Yeah. And yeah, I think they're like kind of, they, they're still pretty big to this day. I mean, obviously the Cure are still. Um, yeah. And Michael Jackson, if you like. <laughs> oh, but... <laughs> but, but you've still got, um, you've still got uh, Johnny Marr and Morrissey kind of, they're st- I feel like they're still kind of making news um, and releasing like decent, decent tracks so i think yeah. we're gonna have to go for the smiths for that one do we all agree uh, yeah yeah if we start the 90s off uh we'll go for emily starting this one off so i there were there were a lot of 90s things going on that i i find it really difficult to choose but i have gone with oasis um and i for the life of me can't remember which I didn't write it down. Can't remember which album it's on. My favourite song is Talk Tonight, and whichever album that was on is my actual favourite album. So oh, it, it's a B side, and it's a B side of What's the Story? Yeah, Morning I, I Glory. Thought so, was it yeah. a B side too? What's the Story? Morning Glory, I think. Yeah, uh, it's on. Um, it's on because they also released an album, uh, the B sides album, uh, the Master Plan, which I think was released in nineteen ninety nine. Um, so yeah, I think that is definitely one one of their best it songs. Is, yeah, but they've got so many other good ones on the album as well. Like there are just so yeah. many good ones. Um, yeah, it's a it's a uh, it's a B side to some might say. Some might say yeah, um, which yeah, yeah. is on what's the story, Morning Glory. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think that's a solid solid um, input. So Josh, what are you saying? I see. This is another one where I had three that I couldn't blooming pick. <laughs> and bearing in mind like you only pick one mate two of them are like 1999 albums as well so they're very close to the line but i think i'll, I'll stick with my original first four was uh never mind but by nirvana that a solid i just think that album is so influential i think everybody at least knows one song off that album <laughs> and like it was like it was a proper 
grunge stage of the 90s it brought that out it was a bit heavier for people that didn't like like that thought oasis was a bit too soft and what have you and uh it was like you i thought it was just like the perfect marriage between heavier music and the softer side like the more pop side or indie rock side oh i mean it's a good answer mm. uh do you i feel like you've shit on oasis a little bit there to be honest yeah. mate but uh... <laughs> Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, for the win. Yeah, so we've got. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can get that. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll go to uh, we'll go for Connor for this one. Right, yeah. For the nineties, I've also gone for Oasis. Um, different album though. I've gone for their debut, definitely. Maybe. I think just for a debut album, it's pretty iconic. For if you want to pick an album to pick as your debut, it'd probably be that one, so people know your name instantly. Um, and it's a pretty iconic album. Songs from that album still played to this day by both Liam and Noel Live. And again, another one of my choices that I think stood the test of time. Yeah, pretty solid. I think it's a solid album, definitely 100%. Um, but I, well, if we're going, going to go like over to my choice, I've also gone for Oasis, but I've, also got, I've gone down kind of Emily's route. Um, I've gone for What's the Story. Uh, Morning Glory, their second album. I think the reason why I've just gone for that is because that's when like it picked up, like when they headlined Nebworth after that one, and they uh, done Main Road the year it came out. I think, um, and I think that album means a lot more. I think it also like it was the peak of Britpop, which was like massive in the nineties, and they had um, that standoff with Blur, uh, Country House versus Roll with It. Um, and obviously Country House won, um, but I think um, Oasis were the were the biggest the biggest band of the nineties. And the fact they're still getting talked about to this day um, for for like to be reunited. Radio X love it, don't they? <laughs> Radio X, yeah, exactly. Radio X. No matter what, no matter what time of day you're chucking Radio X on, there's going to be a Gallagher or an Oasis tune being played within half an hour of each other um okay. and i'll just I be mean... i do think um yeah the fact they're still getting talked about to this day i feel like i don't know i think it had it just has to be oasis also whether you love or hate oasis you will always sing wonderwall when you're drunk with other people so exactly you're not going to sing country house are you <laughs> exactly you're not gonna you know you're not gonna sing country house and bloody smells like teen spirit <laughs> you might sing park by though <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you might see part life every now and again. <laughs> uh, what what album are we going for? Well, here's the thing: I, I haven't listened to a single Oasis album, so I can't really judge. Oh God! <laughs> right. Well, you shouldn't really be on this uh, on this call then, to be honest, Josh. Mate. <laughs> Whichever one Wonderwall is on, I'll go for that one. What's the story? So the nineties, we've gone for what's the story? Morning Glory yeah. from Oasis. Yeah. And then yeah. if we go into get into the two thousands, and uh, I think we'll start off with Emily on this one. Well, um, I have chosen Ed Sheeran um, because uh, I actually don't know what album I would choose. Probably his second one, which is Multiply. Um, although the other two have do have some good songs on it as well. 
But Ed Sheeran, uh, whether you hate him or not, is an incredibly talented person. And to make the music he does on his album and still be able to juice them on stage with just him and his guitar and a loop pedal, I think is is actually really, really good. But I am biased. I've never heard of Jerry Cinnamon. Music, so. <laughs> okay, uh, Emily, I've got some bad news. What? Uh, Multiply came out in 2014. Oh, shit. I wasn't sure whether it, when it came out because I've been listening to them all, but to be honest, whichever one came out in the 2000s, if you brought one out into the 2000s. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when the Orange one came out. What's that? 2011. 2000, uh, he had yeah, like loads of EPs anyway, and they were all sick as well, so. Yeah. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll tell you what we'll do. Me, Connor, and Josh will say our choices, and then you can uh, choose, yeah, that's a good idea. Choose which one you wanna you wanna pick. Okay, so if we uh, if we go if we go with Josh's on this, well, this is gonna be something that no one's probably ever heard of, like out of, out of you lot. But it's a uh, Toxicity by System of a Down. <laughs> it's a really heavy like rock album, and um, it just kind of is what it is. It, they do their own thing they make their own kind of music they stick to the heavy kind of stuff and and it, it's an album that has something to say definitely but um yeah it's just heavy and like it's the epitome of just if you like making music make music there's no formula just make music that's why i picked yeah. it I, okay i've gone for uh, arctic monkeys in 2000s uh, with their debut, whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Um, I think the main reason being is just because, although Alex Turner's changed a lot since then, um, it was the album that got on the headliner for Glastonbury. Um, I mean, Favourite Worst Nightmare came out that year as well. I think it came out like a couple of months before it, before they headlined Glastonbury. But to have a debut album come out and headline it straight away at the age of 20, 21, um, I, I I think it's just got to be Arctic Monkeys for me. Yeah, okay. I've also gone for Arctic Monkeys. Picked a different album again. Um, I've gone for their second album. Lewis just mentioned Favourite Worst Nightmare. I just think, like Lewis has mentioned, first album was a massive album, but I think it's pretty important to follow that up with a good record as well. And it's obviously also got the song Fluorescent Adolescent, which is probably the ideal indie house party song. The biggest in between is tune. Exactly that, yeah. I mean, I think between all three of you, it's safe to say I haven't heard of Josh's band. I would have gone for Arctic Monkeys anyway. Um, so yeah, probably Arctic Monkeys on that one. Uh, what, which album would you would you go for, their first or something? Um, probably their first for me. I think that's... We'll go with that answer. Just because uh, cause, uh, Ed Sheeran is, does not belong into the 2000s. Uh, so we'll go... <laughs> So we're going with Arctic Monkeys, whatever people say I am. And if we go into the last one for the 2010s, uh, I think we'll start with Connor on this one. Yeah, okay. Uh, 2010s, I picked the 1975. Uh, I picked their third album, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. Most people, critics and fans, will probably choose their second album as their favourite. But for me, I just think it's a bit, it's a bit more concise, a bit more focused piece of work. And also off the back of it, they ended up headlining uh, Reading Festival in 2019, which is a massive step for the band. 
That is a pretty solid answer, I think. Uh, just to yeah. uh, follow up on that, I've also gone for the same artists and the same same album. Um, I think even more in the like in oh. that decade of the tens, there was like the massive boost of internet and politics and global warming. I have gone for. I see. I find it really difficult. I thought. I thought of the 1975 and then actually um, I've chosen, I don't think anyone is going to agree with me, um, but Beyonce um, with Lemonade. What? With Lemonade because um, her whole album, well, not just her album, but like her as an artist in general, she's like one of the most powerful women in the music industry, like by far. And then the album that she released, Lemonade, was just really like, so like sassy and i'm a fan so that's pretty much why i chose it okay i can't say i've ever heard it but yeah Fez, yeah I, I, I knew that was a massive album like i've never listened to it but i think everyone knows at least of that album um my choice is uh one of my favorite bands and it's uh and shikari the mind sweep and i got into them when i was younger like when i started listening to heavier stuff and I used to like drum and bass and all that. And then Enoshikari was kind of like the marriage of the two. And the Minesweep album for me was uh, my best album of the tens because um, it, it seemed really mature. It played down the electronic side and it found like a really good balance between um, heavy melodic music and uh, electronics. So that's, that's why it's my pick. I can't really say I'm a fan of Ennis Shikari, to be honest. I think it's too. It's, I think it's a little bit too too much for me. And I don't. I don't. I don't know if they would be the band of the decade for me, personally. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm. I'm a niche niche choice, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I don't. Well, there's two. There's two for 1975, obviously. Yeah, I um, I think 1975's third album's their best one. That's yeah, right. same. Well, I have to agree with Connor on it. I think the 1975 definitely win this decade, to be fair. So if, sorry, if we go back through what we've chosen, uh, we've gone for 60s, uh, The Beatles with Abbey Road. Uh, the 70s, we've gone for Queen and Night at the Opera. The 80s, we did not go for Michael Jackson. <laughs> we went for Smiths. <laughs> we went for Smiths, The Queen is Dead. Uh, for the 90s, we went with Oasis, What's the Story, Morning Glory. With the 2000s, unfortunately, Ed Sheeran <laughs> was not allowed to be put into that one. <laughs> so we've gone for uh, Arctic Monkeys with whatever people say, that's what I'm not. And for the 10s, uh, we've gone for 1975, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. Uh, the 20s, I think we'll just be a given, we'll just go for DMAs, uh, and they'll be the ones to take over the world. But... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel that's a, I think that's a pretty solid list, that, uh, that one. And that is the first episode of the Bring It On Down podcast. But before we leave you, let's hear from everyone what their favourite track is at the very moment. So if we start off with Connor. Uh, for me, it's a fairly new one with the Lathams with um, All My Life, new single. I think it's their first release since they've been signed to a label. Simple acoustic song, quite easily accessible. And just one I'm enjoying at the minute on Spotify. It's a good little upcoming band. Anyone else? Emily and Josh? Uh, favourite song? Oh, no. This is really embarrassing. Because <laughs> uh, it's like I, it's like a meme song. 
and it's like just, oh, God. yeah <laughs> it's um hyper hyper by eskimo cool boy and it's just like it's one of the funniest music videos i think i've ever seen and i just thought it's such a funny song and i think they have a new right they have a new singer and it's just hilarious i i, I recommend you check check the <laughs> video out at least <laughs> emily i'm gonna say uh, the song I've been listening to the most is 21 Pilots' Level of Concern. Um, I just feel like it's got like a proper 80s boppy vibe to it. And it's like really bassy, but it's like guitar at the same time. I don't know, I really like it. But their whole like um, video concept as well. They've got like codes that you have to go through and you have to listen to voicemails. And it's very, very like a very inclusive and interactive experience um, for fans. So yeah, I think nice. that's one of my one of my favourite songs so, nice. far, so far. Uh I've gone for um, Northern Skyline by a band called Planet. Uh the lead singer is uh, a brother of um Johnny from DMAs. Um they're really good. They're Australian as well, obviously. Um and they've got a fair few decent songs. I've only got two EPs at the moment. Um but yeah, Northern Skyline by Planet is the one that's uh the one that's on repeat at the moment so yeah so yeah that is uh, that's all from us uh, we'll be back every week with more of our opinions on the ever-changing music industry uh, thank you to Connor thank you to Josh and thank you to Emily for joining me and uh, we'll be back next week <laughs>